BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Alan Montesilio, in for Erica Cruz Guevara, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Over the last three days, Bay Area residents have been reacting to the end of Roe versus Wade, which has ended federal abortion rights in the United States. I, I mean, I knew it was coming, but I still can't believe it. It feels like going back. It's, it's quite sad. It's hard to feel like this court in any way represents the American public. It's just utterly devastating. Now, abortion is still legal here in California. And in the Bay, an overwhelming majority of people support the right to have one, which is why so many people are feeling upset. I just left my house and just feel like physically ill about it. Angry. It's just outrageous, you know? Like, I just can't think of another word. And also motivated to take to the streets. Community and mourning, and being able to come here and recognize that there are so many other people in the city right now who are feeling the same way and are feeling so impassioned that they would take to the streets and it serves as a comfort. Today on the show, my colleague Aditi Bunlamudi takes us to protests that happened over the weekend in San Francisco. Stay with us. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. I'm 
I'm Aditi Bandlamudi. I'm a KQED reporter. It's 3.53 p.m. on Friday, June 24th, and I'm currently at home, and I'm about to head out to the protests, and I'm going to be meeting up with Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, who is the other reporter for KQED covering this, and Beth LaBurge, who is our photographer. My initial thoughts after hearing about the Dobbs decision, I think I, I think there was part of me that thought that maybe Roe v. Wade would be upheld. I don't know. It's like, it's not surprising, but it is upsetting. I like think about, you know, some of my really close friends who have gotten abortions and how difficult it was for them and just how, you know, like triggering this day must be but also how like what future are we creating for for the people who come after us who may need access to this kind of health care it's really scary and really sad okay it's almost four so i should probably head out um so i am going to get up and start moving Test, 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 testing one, two. Okay, so I'm waiting for the bus. I'm getting a 38R. And luckily I just have to take that one bus all the way to to Market and Powell. Could I get your name? Susan. And and your last name? Pedrick. So you're on your way to the protest. I am. And, and you're going to the City Hall one. I'm going to the one at City Hall because that's where Planned Parenthood is going to be. And we have got to get, we have got to support Planned Parenthood. They're like the, a major soldier in this fight. How did you feel this morning when the decision dropped? I just started sobbing. I just started sobbing. I just, you know what? I, I knew it was coming, but I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I had an abortion the year after Roe versus Wade was, was passed. Oh my gosh. When I was 15, I would have had a baby when I was 16. And I didn't have to do that because of Roe versus Wade. Have you lived in California this, this whole time or? I've always lived in California. I've lived in San Francisco since 1974. Is yeah. that where you were when you were 15? I know. I was actually, I was in the Santa Cruz mountains and uh, I kept getting tossed between my parents. And nobody, nobody took the time to tell me anything about how, how anything worked, you know, and I got pregnant. I, I didn't even know who the father was. I, it could have been, you know, because I didn't know any better. And I just got really lucky that I happened to be with my mother when it was discovered that I was pregnant because she was, there was no question. There wasn't even a question. It was just like, oh, okay, then let's get you an abortion, you know. I, I never wanted to take Roe versus Wade for granted, but I just never, never conceived of it not being the rule of the land. Okay, I'm off the bus 
and the protest should be starting in about 20 minutes on the corner of Powell and Market. So let's see. It's a gorgeous day outside and it's the weekend of the Pride Parade. So there's like rainbow flags all over the place. It's really pretty. Marissa Harris. Are you coming straight from work? I work yeah. at a hospital. Yeah, I came straight from work to come here. Nice. Can you tell me what your sign says? Because it's for radio, so sure. they can't. Yeah, my, my sign says the writers of the Constitution would have kept me in chains. Can you tell me about that about that sign? What moved you to, to write that sign? Well, I was just reading about the decision this morning, and I actually read the original document of the decision and about how they kept referencing the back to the Constitution. And I think about what would have happened, what my life would have been like had I been alive at that period, and the fact that the Supreme Court is paying honor to a document whose writers would have never seen me as a human being and given me rights at all seems absolutely disheartening and also just ridiculous to me. Is there a particular person you think about as you're out here on the streets today marching? I'm... I mean, I think about so many people. I think about my family. I think about my friends. I think about so many folks who are really just trying to live their healthiest, freest lives. And I think about my patients and the ways in which healthcare is going to look very different over the next few years and just how scary that is. And those of us who are out here working every single day trying to keep folks healthy from all backgrounds, no matter what their decisions are, and protect those decisions, the idea that we're going to exist in a country that isn't protecting those, it, it's really hard. And that's who I'm really thinking about today. City Hall now, and we're gonna join the Trans March soon. I need to find Carlos. bananas and vinegar you know to protect against tear gas but I didn't bring food I'm here to talk about the trans Latinx sex workers at the Tenderloin this is our house we've been here since the beginning even before Phantom Cafeteria this is what we want this is what we Could you tell us your name? Yeah, I'm Theo. And your um, your last name? 
Merle, M-E-R-L-E. We're asking your colleague about um, ending at Turk and the like historic nature of that. Could yeah. you talk to me about that? Um, so Taylor and Turk is where we're commemorating the Compton Cafeteria riots, which is a real turning point in the trans rights movement. Um, right now, the city has tried to redistrict it as like a historic trans district, but at the same time, trans people are homeless on the streets and not getting the care that they need. So we're taking this back as a place to uh, celebrate our solidarity and show up together as a community on this historic day. Love it. Thank you so much. It's like turned into a dance party. So we are now walking back and Carlos is going to take Bart to meet his family and I'm going to take the Muni bus to meet my family. Wow, it's like a beautiful sunset. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like at this time of the day, like Market Street just takes such like a beautiful golden glow. Yeah. And I mean, that with like the music and the dancing at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Alan. Hey. Uh, sorry, you're at home. What time, what time did you get back? I got back maybe uh, 15 minutes ago, I think. Right now it is 10.03. So, yeah, it took me a minute to, like, find an – I took an Uber back home. And then, um, and then yeah, I just, like, did a quick debrief with my husband. So how, how was it? I mean, you were out there for – for a few hours, it seems like. It was really, um, I think, like, going into the protest, I thought that it would have similar energy as the Women's March, where, you know, everyone was just really sad and angry, and there was just, like, I mean, I don't know, there was, like, this cloud over uh, over everybody who attended that protest. Mm -hmm. and, and for what it's worth, in the beginning, when I was on Powell and Market, um, it was angry and it was really solemn, but the tone shifted, I think, towards the end of the protest when the trans march um, coincided with the Roe v. Wade protest. And basically when the two marches, you know, kind of like collaborated together, people just started, I mean, there was like dancing and there was music and people started, wow. I mean, it was, you know, it became this. Um, I don't know, like this communal um, act of like, I don't know, like joy as a form of resistance. It was not what I expected, but um, I'm really glad I was there. Yeah, I was about to ask, that was my next question. Like, you are asked to go and cover this because it's part of your job 
um, seems like you're glad you went. I am glad I went. I think um, so something sort of like <laughs> interesting happened on my way back home. Um, you know, I like spent the whole day talking to people who were really angry about the decision. And then um, when I was in my Uber, my Uber driver was asking about, you know, why people were protesting. And he was like, oh, I don't understand. Like, did the government say that it like abortion is good or did they say it's bad? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they, they said it's bad. And he was like, well, that's good, right? Because like abortion is murder. <laughs> what did you say when when you said that? I think I said something like, well, what if what if the person who is pregnant like can't take care of the baby or like what if um the the person's health is going to be at risk? Um, you know, what if they die because they are because they're unable to like bring the uh the pregnancy to term? What if it's like rape? What if it's incest? And he was like, "Oh, well, you know, in those cases it's okay." But I don't really approve of people just making a mistake and then, you know, going and, like, having an abortion. And we just, like, we went back and forth about all of this. And he was like, yeah, you know, in this country, it's, like, very, um, it's very, like, complicated because everybody has opinions and arguments and everybody has rights. But um, where I come from, it's, like, very clear. A woman is a virgin until she gets married and then she has babies. Um, that's like how it works. He he said something about how his religion says that abortion is wrong. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, just because that's what your religion says, like, does that mean that everybody's, you know, everybody should be um, under those rules? And, and he was like, no, no, I don't think that. And and like, it, it didn't get heated at all. It was like a perfectly civil conversation. It was like very nice. And we like ended the conversation really well. And I mean, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but when I came upstairs to my apartment and I was like debriefing with my husband and I was like telling him about my day, like out of nowhere, I just like broke down. I don't mm. think I realized the like physical and emotional toll that had on me. Um, it's like you just crashed, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just crashed. Yeah. It's like really hard to cover this stuff. I didn't realize that it would be this hard. Yeah. What's, um, what are you going to do next? You know, I feel like I want to eat ice cream for dinner and then just like sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I just have to just rest and like drink water and yeah, take care of myself. Thanks for going out there today. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad that I was out there. It's, it was a um there there was something really comforting about like being around so many people and like getting to talk and like getting to witness something like that. All right. Aditi, I won't keep you any longer, but um thanks again for doing this. Get some sleep and <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Alan. All right, take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. On Saturday and Sunday, people continued to protest in support of abortion rights, including at Pride events in the Bay Area. Thanks to KQED reporter Aditi Bunlamudi, who recorded herself throughout the day on Friday, before, during, and after the protest. The people you heard in this episode were Marilyn Hirsch, Ali Steinberg, 
Lauren Rankin, Angelina Santana, Jess Garman, Susan Pedrick, Marissa Harris, and Theo Murrell. Thanks as well to all my KQED colleagues who've been covering this topic over the weekend, including Carlos Cabrera Lomeli, Beth LaBerge, and Nastia Wojnowskia, who were also at the protest on Friday. This episode of The Bay was made by me and producer Maria Eskinka. We also got editorial support from Kiana Mogadam. The Bay is a production of KQED Public Media in San Francisco. I'm Alan Montecilio. Thanks for listening. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 